Hi, I'm Michael Wood, CEO of Rainer Gold. Rainer Gold is focused on district-scale exploration in northwestern Mexico. We've put together a portfolio of properties on the two major developing gold trends, consisting of 57,000 hectares, and we're focused on our flagship property, La Gloria, which is about 24,000 hectares. Thank you so much, Michael. Nice, good introduction. Nice to meet you. So, Rainer Gold, uh, a new entrant to the market. You've only been listed for uh, less than a year. Uh, you uh, just just by kind of by way of introduction, you raised what was it, kind of ten million dollars, and here you are, um, not even a year in. Could you give me a bit of background to the company? Now, what brought you to Rainer Gold? Yeah, certainly. Um, my business partner in Hong Kong, Jorge, uh, and myself set up Rainer Silver in 2018. We did a deal with Mag, uh, where we got two kind of orphaned assets from Mag that Peter McGall was very fond of, and set up Rainer Silver. And as we got to know Peter more and more. Peter really said to us, like, there's so much potential for gold exploration in northwestern Mexico. We should do a gold exploration company focused on northwestern Mexico. And that, that's where Rainer Gold came from. So really Peter's idea. And, uh, you know, once we started looking into it, we understood the potential. There's these two major developing gold trends, already about 50 million ounces have been discovered, mainly in the last 30 years. And we were able to put together big land packages. In total, we've got 57,000 hectares. You know, you can't go into Red Lake or Nevada and put together that kind of land package. Mm. So... That, that's where the company came from. And, you know, we're delighted to raise that initial capital. Yeah, we raised $10.5 million in our IPO in January this year. So well financed. Canadian? Canadian, yeah, Canadian. Uh, uh, so well financed, still have uh, just shy of $6.5 million in the bank today. Uh, and we've made a lot of progress over this initial period in the exploration, which we can go through in a lot more detail today, uh, Merlin. But yeah, that's, that's the, where the company came from, the focus of the company, and uh, very happy with, the, the way things are going geologically, I think it's been just uh, unfortunately quite a tough financial market for, for particularly new entrants uh, like ourselves. Absolutely, it's terrible markets. But we'll, we'll we'll come on to that and we'll talk about how you're dealing with that in a second. But just just going back to Rainer Silver um, and Rainer Gold, you know, they presumably their sister companies. Do you have any shared shareholders? You know, um, and are you involved in Rainer Silver at all uh, still? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the same shareholders, a lot of the people that supported us on Rainer Silver were the initial shareholders of Rainer Gold. Yeah, I'm still a director of Rainer Silver and still the CFO of Rainer Silver. So, you know, heavily involved in both companies, as is Jorge. Jorge is the chairman of, of Rainer Gold. So uh, a lot of a lot of uh, similarities between the personnel, Peter McGall, obviously, and then a lot of the Mexican staff as well are involved in both companies. So we, we have this footprint now in Mexico for the exploration. Uh, you know, and it, once you get that footprint in a country, it's ha- it's you know easier to expand in country rather than venturing off into other parts of the world. And um, do you share the same office? And um, how do you divide your time between the two? Really, I'm really focused on Rainer Gold a lot more. You know, I I, I have my uh, directorship, and I'm still here for Rainer Silver, but really my focus is on Rainer Gold. You know, I go to site and uh, have have multiple calls with the technical team on a weekly basis. Uh, so yeah, a lot more focus for me on Rainer Gold and vice versa with Jorge on uh, Rainer Silver. And um, you did that initial round at 40 cents. Did you have any institutions in there or, or was it just largely, uh, not just, but was it largely high net worth individuals and your contacts from Rainer Silver? No, yeah, we had a lot of institutions that came in uh, to that round. A lot of the major funds in the sector came in that had supported us previously. Um, Commodity Discovery Fund, Commodity Capital, Terra Capital, uh, EMA to name a few. So yeah, good good institutional shareholding. Those are Aussie names, aren't they? Commodity Discovery Fund, Terra Capital. Uh, Terra is yeah. Commodity Discovery no is European. Uh, it's still a middle coop. The out of Amsterdam. Uh, of, 
Uh, of course, of course, of course. Got those fifty-seven thousand hectares. That was that was was it all from Mag Silver? Was it all kind of orphaned assets from Mag Silver? Or sorry, or, or was that just the? Uh, am I getting confused on the heritage of your of yeah, portfolio yeah. base? Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Rainer Gold has nothing to do with Mag. The, the Mag assets were for Rainer Silver. Rainer Silver. So yeah, yeah. But, but so Peter the- McCall knew where the gold potential was. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And were those uh, off corporates or were they direct applications with the with the government? Uh, mainly off local landowners. Uh, so, for particularly for La Gloria, we we put together seven claims, all from local landowners in Sonora. So it took a while. It must have taken yeah, a while. It took a while. Yeah, put, putting the deal together. I mean, because uh, yeah. um, private owners and family offices with their uh, individual perceptions of what their land is worth, it must have been quite a quite a quite a conversation yeah. quite a dialogue it, it took uh, jorge and ariel navarro who's our vp of exploration he's from sonora he, he's a third generation geologist from sonora and he's the one that really highlighted la gloria to Pedro and jorge and myself and said you know this is a really interesting land package we should try and put it together and it took the best part of two years to get the land package put together and have any of them come in as shareholders or is it all kind of bullet payments that you're going to have to make over the time over time uh, yeah Somewhat, uh, for for the claims, we've issued shares at minimal, uh, minimal and cash, and then yeah. three of the claims was just pure cash. And are there are there payments uh, pending uh, on kind of milestones? You know, what does what does what does the future payment schedule look like? Yeah, so now the majority of the property we own one hundred percent of the twenty four thousand hectares. Um, Basically, all but what we call the main zone area now is owned 100%. That main zone area, which is um, uh, less than 1,000 hectares, uh, we have uh, cash payments due up until 2024, incrementally increased. So the majority is actually in 2024, but but not substantial. I think now we still have in the region of uh, about 400,000 left to pay. So we have okay. minimal, minimal cash payments yeah. left. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, it's good to know that... Uh... <laughs> That they're not. <laughs> they're they're not huge. I mean, you'd be surprised because the the number of um, smaller companies with with payments, you know, a quarter of their market capitalization is, uh, and and they, they don't get mentioned. It's so it's good to know that it's uh, a manageable sum. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the principle, really, your approach was, was to raise the ten million dollars and to go hard on the exploration. Uh, you had a ten thousand meter uh, commitment in terms of drilling. You can you. The headline, you said, we're going to drill 10,000 meters, and you're about halfway through on that process. Is that about fair? Correct. Yeah, that's correct for a moment. So um, we did an initial 30 holes, uh, and then we, you know, we got two standard holes from that. We got a 59 meters of 1.45 grams per ton virtually from surface, and then we got a 5.5 meter set of extremely high-grade silver of 935 grams of silver, also virtually from surface. And mm. uh, uh, what our initial strategy is, is we want to go and build up bulk mineralization close to surface. In the Sonoran Desert, you know, it's oxidized material. You know, plan A is we go in, we get multiple pit scenario, which is all heat bleachable. Uh, and and you know, we, we build up a kind of central processing facility with multiple pits uh, and put a deposit together in that way. So that's our initial strategy. And you'll see, you know, we've really got five main targets now in about a third of the property, which is about um, Eight eight thousand hectares, eighty square kilometers of this uh, twenty four thousand hectare property. We're, we're honed into about a third, 
and we've got, we've got five main targets here where we're developing or all, all pretty good targets where we kind of feel all in their own right could be a deposit. And that's kind of what we wanted to do, you know, real true district scale exploration where we, we knew this was a very interesting zone, you know, on the mega share, very close to Alcinate, which was almost 2 million ounce deposit, very close to three big up for mines up on the trend and really had a lot of historic workings, 40 to 50 historic mines we've already found on the property. And it has never been looked at really in modern times. A junior had it in the mid 2000s called High Vista, High Desert Gold, or or the core of our property. We have sheep, yeah. more land, uh, but they never really had the capital to explore properly. And um, you know, they did a thousand meters here, two thousand meters there. They did a lot of shallow drilling, but never really pieced together anything of substance. I mean, the the 59 meter hole we've got already already is you know 1.45 grams, almost one and a half grams. You know, it's far more meaty than anything that's ever been found uh, previously on the property. So, how did you approach it? Is it is it been a kind of a has it been a uh, a desk study approach? Have you gone back into historical records to work out where the mines have been? Have you done a remote sensing study looking from space? Has it been sending teams of prospectors out to uh, kind of speak to the locals and and, and lick rocks? Uh, or a combination of some of the above? Yeah, all, all of the above, actually. Uh, we've done satellite imaging, we've done regional mag. Uh, we're now doing, we're honing in now in IP on for those five specific targets, and, and pretty big IP covering, uh, you know, big areas of land. The first two targets we started on, we're doing about 40 kilometers of lines of IP on those first two targets, so, you know, substantial IP. And, and you know, we looked at the historic workings. It, it, this is one of the beauties of Mexico. You can go back and use these historic workings as an expression guide. You know that the Spanish were in there getting high-grade material, and you know they didn't go very deep. So you, you use that as an initial guide, uh, which we did. And then, you know, we, we really, our, our geological team on the ground are all local guys. Uh, two of the more senior guys came from Fresno. One was at La Herradura for 10 years. One was there for multiple years as well. So we're really hired guys that know the local deposits, the big deposits, know what to look for. And they've been out in the field. You know, these kind of projects, a lot of it initially is field observation work, being out there mapping and sampling, finding memorization at surface, starting to understand the structures. And then on top of that, we've also done uh, a lot of structural work. And actually, we've just completed a structural report. We don't have the, the findings yet, but a structural geologist was on site for seven weeks did a comprehensive structural report. So we'll add that in as well to the mix of, of what we're doing. So, you know, really want to focus on district scale and hopefully we can find multiple deposits. You know, we, we kind of look at this property, La Gloria, as being multiple properties in one. We actually have 12 targets already, really all over the 24,000 hectares where we know there's mineralization at surface. Um, but we've um, honed into this 8,000 hectares for now, uh, where we're really focusing on these five main targets. And, and is that... 8,000 hectares, is that what you call uh, La Republica? So, uh, La Republicana is one of those five targets. So in, in that 8,000 hectares, we have La Republicana, uh, Western, uh, Main Zone, El Sombrero, and then that's Carmelita. And actually, Western is by far the biggest uh, from, a, from a size aspect, but all of them are substantial targets. And you'll see on, on the mapping in the presentation that they take up actually most of the 8,000 hectares. And to give context, I mean, I, I was looking at this the other day, Merlin, like to give context to investors on the size of that. That's a similar size to Manhattan. Manhattan is basically 80 square kilometers. 8,000 hectares is 80 square kilometers. So, you know, we're, we're looking at a landmass similar size to Manhattan. Uh, so there's a lot of terrain. I mean, I was just there two weeks ago. It, you know, driving from one target to the other takes a while. You're in, you're out there. We're very fortunate, actually. It's a ranch. So there's a lot of access roads. 
So debt, you know, in, in exploration helps us a lot. There's a lot of access roads there. Help us get around. Obviously, we've already built more. And the train is quite favorable. A lot of it is actually quite flat. We do have some mountainous areas. La Republicana is the highest area that we've explored to date. But again, it, it's not it's not substantial high, high terrain and it's quite easy to work. Uh, you know, it's not it's not like you're working on the edge of uh, very sheer, sheer zones. It's, it's quite favorable terrain for, for exploration and production. When you had the portfolio put together and you were um, talking to your uh, IPO funding investors, uh, you must have said, we are going to do district scale exploration. You know, everything you've just said to me, we're here with software on the trend, we're on the mega shear. Um, we want to find the big one, you know, Sonoran Desert, Heap Leach. What did they, um, what did you give them in terms of timeframes? You know, what did you say that you would have done by the end of, you know, what were your targets that you laid out? What were we trying to achieve with your 10,000 meters drilling in, let's say the first 15 months? So with this initial 10,000 meters, we want to show that we've got minimization of multiple targets on the property. So, you know, with every public corner, we've got this standard hole, virtually 60 meters of one and a half grams from surface. You know, we want to definitely do follow up after the IP, the, the rig will start turning it. So the drill will start turning again at La Republicana. And we want to step out along the structure that produced that hole. The team have now tracked that structure up about a kilometer at surface. So, you know, we definitely want to be stepping out multiple hundred meters along this, hopefully show people similar results to what we just got. And then I think, you know, people will start to see, okay, already here, you've got a good chance that you've got a, an economic deposit. We want to also show people in Western, we have similar structure in left leaders, we have similar structure in main zone. In main zone, we already have a, a breccia of about 260 meters at length that's hosting minimization in, in the region of 20 to 30 meters thick. So not, you know, anything massive, but you're probably looking 50, 100,000 ounces there which is once you start adding that up to other deposits as well, you know, it starts to build up quite quickly. And I think one thing to get across is the benchmark or, or the bar, sorry, for an economic deposit in the Sonoran Desert is not that high. These are heap of each deposit. The infrastructure is in place. We've got access to power, water, et cetera, the main thing. And the good benchmark is that Alchinade mine, which is just next door, 1.7 kilometers south, was built by Capital Gold. In, uh, in 2009, cost them 36 mm. million US dollars for that heat bleach uh, processing facility. So, okay, that that was done to go up to 125,000 ounces gold per year. So, okay, let's call it in today's money 50, 60 million dollars to do 100,000 ounces of gold. You know, the, ben the, 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 the amount of gold we need to be finding isn't millions of ounces at like two or three grams per ton, right? If we get a million ounces at half a gram, that's a very economic deposit uh, where we are. And grades, uh, you know, oxide, you can you can cope with around um, 0.8, 0 0.9, one gram a ton. Although some of those are, are much lower. So I've seen some of those Mexican assets coming into production at, you know, 0.5 grams a ton. It makes me um, makes me weep a bit. Um, but uh, it's So it's Alcinale true. was 0.5. Uh, the cutoff was 0.11. Average grade was yeah. 0.5. Very economic wine. Uh, you know, Alamos bought it in the end. Capital Gold started it. Alamos bought it Monday out in 2020. La Herradora, which is the biggest gold mine in Mexico, operated by Fresnillo, the average grade is in the region of 0 0.6, 0 0.7. They've been consistently below a thousand, uh, and, uh, sorry, a thousand all in cost for many years until the last year when obviously everybody's had cost creep. But, yeah. you know, here the average grade, you know, 0 0.5 to 0.67 gram, as long as it's close to surface, it's oxidized. 
you're fine. You actually, you know, you're in a position where it could print a lot of money. Now, we were delighted when we got this initial hold that we're getting kind of three times that grade, one and a half grams from surface. So, you know, it's a good start and we definitely want to follow up on that. But what, yeah, what we said to investors and what we internally want to show is that we have multiple, you know, good mineralized zones on the property with this initial 10,000 meters to show the district scale. Because as you know, Merlin, so many people and, you know, capital is very scarce in exploration. And often people will just gravitate and they will just focus on, okay, we've got a good showing here. We're going to focus on this and, and develop a deposit. And they put all their resources into that. And they never look further around. And particularly where we are, we know the potential. And we generally believe there's multiple deposits on this property. And that's what we want to show with this initial exploration. We're fortunate to get the capital to do that. So that's what we want to show. And then, yeah, definitely then we'll hone in and we want to build up a resource based on the back of that. Hopefully, at multiple of these deposits after this initial stage. It's almost um, you don't want to, you don't want to move into that resource definition too early. I mean, I, we, you, you just mentioned it. It's it's almost data bias. You know, you find one good bit of data and then you suddenly start sticking to it like you know a furball. Um, but actually, the that just might be a function of that was the first place that you got to, or the easiest access, or uh, for whatever reason you got the land rights. You know, that just happened to be the first one you tested. But you've got to cover all of your anomalies or the, not all of them, but you've got to be systematic and, and hit a number of your higher ranking uh, theoretical targets to understand where the best place is to give you the opportunity to find that um, the best economic resource, which not may yeah. not just be the first place that you start looking. Exactly. And, you you know, the major miners, they much prefer to buy one 5 million ounce deposit than five 1 million ounce deposits because of the economies of scale for mining. So if you as an explorer can start to show that potential, you know, you put yourself in a different league. You look at you know, the, the recent major discoveries and, and we know discoveries are getting thinner and thinner. And when you can make a major discovery and you show the size and the scale, then you get on the radar of the very biggest guys. And so many people want to make acquisitions in the gold space. But if you can put yourself up there right at the top, then, you know, then you're in a, in a great position. So that's really kind of, you know, Peter obviously has great experience with this with MAG, and he's really emphasized to us for Rainer Silver and Rainer Gold. You want to look big, right? You, you don't just want to be trying to build up a small deposit. You want to go and you want to do proper large-scale exploration. And if we can find multiple pits on, on La Gloria in this initial phase, then fantastic. But we also believe, you know, when you're getting so much mineralization across the surface, there's probably some pretty major events happened at greater depth. And, mm. and what we're finding is, not only, when we first started looking at the property, we thought it was just orogenic gold. Now we know we also have a lot of intrusive events on the property as well. And that's great to see. And you know what, what we really want to understand is what's happening at greater depth, but that will come. We really believe we can just build a bulk mineralization close to surface without having to go and do you know, 500 one-kilometer holes to understand you know, what's going on at a greater depth. Um, so yeah. the IP, you know, give us a good snapshot, kind of 200 meters from surface. That's what we want to see. And then hopefully build up some pits, you know, kind of in that kind of depth range, uh, add, add some good ounces, and, and then we'll see where we're at from a, from a corporate perspective, kind of you know, 12, 18 months down the line. We've certainly seen um, at the moment, it's actually value destructive even almost to define resources. Yeah, the market is is paying you less for finding ounces than it is to... Um, than it costs to define them. So in in I, it kind of comes back to the thesis that of 
demonstrating the potential of the district, um, you know, getting on the on the horizon of uh, getting on the radar screen of people who are more interested in a bigger scale, uh, whether that's the funds, private equity groups, or the or the um, the corporates themselves. Uh, it's it's all about highlighting the potential of the area. And did yeah, you have any? Yeah, exactly. Did you have any response from the? Um, what happened in the market when you um, released that um, that fifty odd meter hole at uh, one and a half grams, one point four five? Was that was that tumbleweed? Well, well, actually, on the day on the day we went from twelve cents to seventeen cents, but within a week, it given we it back, back like thirteen or fourteen. I think, unfortunately, I think that's the nature as well. Like when 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 some investors that would prefer to turn to cash see a window to take that opportunity they're taking it in this environment because I think you know a lot of people have got overstretched and um, so that that's unfortunately the nature we are I mean today I think we're trading at 14 15 cents which uh, 66 million shares puts a sub sub uh, 10 million uh, Canadian market cap um, but it, you know that's the market I mean the market uh, uh, you know something's only worth what someone's willing to pay for it and in this market that's what people are willing to pay for it and um, you know, I think unfortunately yeah. people are people are, are de-risking pretty aggressively at the moment, and companies like ours are exploration, and as a consequence, uh, you know we, we've experienced that. But um, I mean, from my perspective, we're delighted to have the cash. We don't have to worry about raising capital in the foreseeable future, and you know we want to produce substantially more good results, and then I think we'll get a substantial re-rating before we need to go back to the capital market. And so you've got about five thousand meters of drilling uh, still to come. And is that focused on your five main targets? Yeah. And, and, and just give some context as well, Merlin. We, we can drill a lot more than 5,000 meters. Uh, our, our cost of drilling is, uh, our drill contract is 118 US dollars a meter, 118 US. So, you know, 5,000 meters is, is about half a million uh, US dollars. Uh, so that's just what the initial board budgeted initial 10,000 meters of drilling, but we'll, we'll definitely expand that. We have oh, oh, well in excess of 20,000 meters of drill targets sitting there uh, from these five targets and, and counting. So um, we'll go, once we finish the IP, we, we will drill, uh, we'll go back and we'll drill starting at La Republicana, then we'll go to Western, then that's Carmelitas, uh, which the team is actually very excited about Merlin, that's Carmelitas. Like, there's some very interesting... Uh, uh, minerals being found there. Um, we, we've got a, a very unique combination of um, high, high levels of mercury. And when I say high, I mean, like we, we were discussing on the technical call and we said we've got high levels of mercury. And we showed the, the technical team the levels and they're like, wow. Like high levels of mercury are kind of like five or 10 parts per million. We've got up to 790 parts per million of mercury in this less Carmelitas area, which is like off the chart. So we've got this high combination of mercury, antimony, barium, and sodium, sodium, sorry, uh, which is, is, is seen in the enrichment zones on these hot spring type deposits. It's quite unique, but there's a number of these in Nevada. And these hot, and these, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but these hot springs enrichment zones at the top of orogenic systems uh, uh, are quite high grade gold mineralization. And what we'll find, what we're expecting to find is once the mercury drops out of the system, it, where, where we've been doing these samples, we've actually been getting good copper grades because we've got a uh, calcocyte. So we're getting 2% uh, plus copper samples from the calcocyte, but no gold, no gold, but high levels of mercury. But what we expect is once the mercury drops out of the, uh, that, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll track it. And once we, we're finding the mercury dropping out of the system, the gold should come through. So we're very excited about this area. We'll do IP on it and then we'll start drilling there. 
So the plan is, yeah, sorry, to go back. La Republicana, Western, Les Camaritas, then go back to main zone, uh, where we've, we've got the known brecher, we've got the high grade silver intercept. We're also going to do IP there to give us a better indication, a bit more depth. So they're the four main targets. We did some drilling at, uh, sorry, Asombrero. And we do want to, I mean, we, we believe actually the drilling we did at Asombrero wasn't the most successful of the drilling we've done today. And the team actually believed we just drilled too deep. We noticed minimization at surface. And we drilled designed to hit the vein in kind of 50, 60 meters from surface. And we got some pretty patchy intercepts, not kind of what we're hoping for. But we do believe within 20, 30 meters of surface, we would get a lot better results. So that's the fifth yeah. of those, those five target areas. But the, the, the four main ones, Labor Publicana is definitely the main one. There'll be substantial drilling on there. Western, you know, we've got a, a stretch already of quite dense veining at surface of about a kilometer in length, 300 meters of width already. And we really want to start drilling into that and, um, the team is believes we can expand that veiling substantially as well. We're doing a lot of groundwork there before the drilling starts. And then, yeah, that's Camelitas. We're, we're very excited about drilling this uh, this potential hot spring uh, enrichment zone. Good, good, good. So um, timing-wise, I mean, that'll take you through kind of the first half of next year at least. Yeah, yeah. So we, we you know, we hopefully we're drilling again um, by December. It, it, hopefully the rig is turning before the end of the year at, at La Republicana is what we're aiming for. And then, yeah, we'll be drilling for a good three to four months continuous around these targets, if not longer. Um, um, I think it, it, it's two months enough to get your IP done and and processed, and um, you know all of the, all of that thinking complete, and your targeting to get the the drill rig in the right place. Or are you going to start before you've kind of got all of the data in from the IP zones? Right. So once we get the IP from La Republicana, we're doing La Republicana first. Once we get the data from La Republicana, we'll start La Republicana. We, yeah, we won't wait for all the target areas to be IP. So once the La Republicana IP is done and we've got the data, we'll start drilling on the back of that. Same with Western and then uh, Las Camarillas and then back into Main Zone. So that's, you know, that's the, the strategy and the timeline we're working on. Good. Is this your first year as a CEO? Yeah. Yeah. Of, uh, of a public company. Of a public company. Um it's quite frustrating being beaten up by the market, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but it is what it is. You know, I, I think uh, if I didn't have the cash in the company, I'd be more concerned. I mean, it's not, I, I, I you know, it's annoying. And um, yeah, I, I, hopefully the investors that invest in the IPO are sticking with the story and we, they make money. But um, yeah, it, until April, it was okay. Uh, until kind of the market crashed in April, we were holding in the 30 cent range. And then the market collapsed middle of April and that started just, went and uh didn't stop unfortunately until hit the low was 12. the low we hit was 12 cents what was the what valuation did you come out um what was your pro forma valuation with the uh, 10 million dollars in cash 26 26 so, canadian so you raised 10 on top of 16. yeah at least you can be kind of completely honest about the valuation and kind of offer upside uh, yeah no i think uh, at this price it's a very attractive venture boy i've been buying in the market uh, you know, I, we, uh, recently I've been buying some shares on the market and uh, I know there's a lot of interest and, and the book is quite strong. I think uh, I, I look at the book obviously on a regular basis. And if you look at the book, there's, there's reasonable depth on the buy side. There's, but unfortunately, there's reasonable depth on the south side. And often yeah. we, we see, I see it in the market, we have a standoff where there's a lot of sell orders and the buy guys is quite sensibly just sitting there and saying, okay, you know, come to me. Good. Well, um, where do, where do you... Find you get their best interest from when you're marketing this. I mean, it's interesting you've got Australian shareholders, European uh, interest. It, 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 is it a global 
market or do you find that the North American audience is kind of more in tune with the North American assets? Yeah, I think it's a global audience. I think um, in Asia, you know, quite a bit of money came from Hong Kong where I'm based in Australia and everybody, uh, you know, well, not, not everybody, but those that believe in precious metals understand the potential of exploration. And I think, you know, that the, the experienced precious metals investors understand diversifying okay they might have the majority of their holdings in uh, in the producers and hard metals but they understand the turbocharged returns you can get from exploration so when they see a good company with good assets that they happen to invest in yeah we we have interest really on a global level Merlin. Uh, a lot of money came from asia and, and australia europe uh, and north america so all, all, all around and also in south america i think there's quite a few mexican investors that are very excited about the potential uh, as well. Good. Well, um, good luck with the exploration. It's, it's always exciting when a, a new district emerges like this. And uh, I look forward to seeing the, the news releases as they as they come out in, in the weeks and months ahead. Yeah, no, thank you very much, Merlin. Pleasure. Well, um, I'll catch up with you again, uh, perhaps after you've done the, 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 the drilling program and we can kind of uh, report back and see how you've got on. Yeah, that would be great. No, that would be great. Thank you very much.